on December 31st, 2017, the Buffalo Bills and all of Bills Mafia prayed for a miracle. They prayed that that miracle be delivered by the Cincinnati Bengals on the right arm of Andy Dalton. And a miracle they got. Down. The Bengals need 12 yards to keep this drive alive and to give Bullock a possible shot for a game-tying field goal. Dalton's had success running Tyler Boyd out of the slot. He's got single coverage right now. Green for sure will be doubled at the bottom of the screen. Ravens trying to end it here. Fourth down. Dalton steps up. Dalton throws. It's complete. Caught by Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Touchdown. Remarkable. The Cincinnati Bengals have stunned this crowd. And now we fast forward to January 2nd, 2023. These two franchises, these two teams, these two fan bases intertwined again in history. Only this time, the miracle they pray for has far greater implications than anything before. The life of their brother, their opponent, DeMar Hamlin. Quiet, please. It is time to listen. A sexy and hysterical genius is about to speak. This is unwavering. Toxic masculinity from the dude's den. Boy, do I remember that December 31st game. As a, uh, and thank, thank everyone before I get started. Thank everyone for listening. I appreciate it. This is um, by far, I believe, going to be the toughest, most emotional episode I've ever done. And I'm going to give you a little history why that is. But uh, but thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're listening. I'm Kevo, your host. Um, I'm solo today. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. God bless you, your family out there, wherever you are. I hope you're safe. I hope you're able to hug your loved ones. And if you don't do it regularly, please do it. Okay? Trust me. You just, we just need to do it more often. Uh, back to what I was saying, though. I remember that December 31st game. I mean, like it was yesterday. The one in 2017. We wondered what the future would hold, uh, you know, for Marvin Lewis. We wondered, you know, was he going to be let go? Was he going to be brought back? You know, this was a franchise in the Bengals that had historically seemed like they rewarded mediocrity. And Marvin Lewis is an amazing man. I mean, a defensive mind. He is. But it seemed like the verdict was out for a long time that a head coach with this franchise and him being successful was just not in the cards. It was just not going to work out. Now, granted... They gave him another year, and the next year, they would go into that year, and they would start off kind of good. Like, they were like four and two. And then I remember the game in Cincinnati against the New Orleans Saints, and the Saints whipped the piss out of them. And after that game, their defensive coordinator, which was Terrell Alston, was let go. Hugh Jackson had been fired or let go from Cleveland or whatever. Marvin Lewis had just hired him back as special assistant. And we all kind of thought, oh my goodness. Man, don't tell me that we just had this picture of Mike Brown letting Marvin Lewis go at the end of the year that year and hiring Hugh Jackson. And first off, I think Hugh Jackson was amazing for Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton was at his best 
when he was with Jay Gruden and Hugh Jackson. I mean, he was at his best. But I just feel like no, nothing against Hugh Jackson. I just feel like his time, that experiment had kind of run out. Um, we had always felt that Andy Dalton wasn't going to be what we thought earlier in his career he may be. So that December 31st game, we had nothing to play for, right, except pride, which is important. And I think it's also important that if you're facing a division rival and winning that game against that division rival can knock them out of the playoffs, you play that game like it's your damn Super Bowl. And I'll be damned. The Cincinnati Bengals and Andy Dalton led them, and they did just that. But when they did that, they didn't just knock the the Ravens out of the playoffs. It was that Buffalo miracle that they had prayed for. They finished their game. Buffalo beat Miami. They go into the locker room. The Bengals-Ravens uh, uh, game is still on. And they're like, let's turn the end of the game on. Let's see what happens. And you can YouTube this whole scenario where, where, where the Bills go in. They win their game. They're celebrating. Like, you know, they did all they could do. Boy, our postseason birth rides on the right arm of Andy Dalton along with the decision-making of, of Marvin Lewis and team who had historically made shitty decisions. And so that play to Tyler Boyd, Andy Dalton threw a dime right over the DB in between the DB and safety. I mean, it was, it was, if you go and watch it, it's a pass that had to be executed perfectly. If not, uh, the DB knocks it down if, at best, it maybe even intercepts it, or he gets his receiver killed because he throws it too far down the lane and the safety slobber knocks him. Neither one happened. Tyler Boyd catches it, makes a guy miss, runs away from three guys, scores, the rest is history. The Buffalo Bills celebrate in that locker room, and it is magical. And that day would begin what I've always said was the brotherhood of two franchises. Those two franchises would start sharing each other's players' foundations. Bill's Mafia put up so much money to the Andy and Jordan Dalton Foundation that it, it, I mean, it's like it was unprecedented. Like nothing like this had we ever seen in the NFL. Not, not fans giving to other teams, players, charities. I mean, that happens, you know, but not on this level. Like, nothing like this had ever occurred. This was special. I mean, this was something unlike we had ever seen. And it, the, the weird thing is, is that, it, it, I mean, not did Buffalo just do it for 24 hours. I mean, it seemed like for the next year, Buffalo donating to Andy and, and Jordan's foundation they got a billboard that said, thank you, Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, these fans, they put their money where their mouth was. And, and they wanted the miracle. They got it. And then they didn't just go, yay, Bengals. They gave back. And it started a trend with other teams. It was like that next year. A team knocked another team out of the playoffs for another team. And that team went and did what the Bills did with the Bengals and so forth, so forth. Matter of fact, it would be the next year or maybe year after that the first year Zach Taylor was there. So it would be two years later that Andy Dalton and the Buffalo Bills 
uh, Andy Dalton and the Bengals played Buffalo in Buffalo. And when they showed up, when Andy Dalton takes the field, he got a standing ovation from the other team's fans. Like that's that's the kind of intertwining that happened between these two franchises. It was something, it was storybook. I mean, you just, you couldn't help if you were a Bengals fan, kind of kind of root for the Bills when the Bengals weren't playing. You couldn't help if you were a Bills fan, kind of root for the Bengals when the Bills weren't playing. It just became this brotherhood. It was, it was so unique and special. And then that year, about six months earlier, the craziest thing, this guy wanders into the restaurant, him and his wife uh, owned a restaurant at the time, and he wanders in, it was around Mardi Gras, and um, and he was a Bills fan. Now, this is true story, when he wanders in, I say wanders in, they, they come in, it was Mardi Gras in town where we are in Louisiana, and um, <laughs> true story is he, he passed out at the bar. Now, not like your typical passed out at the bar where he's where he, you know, he, he threw up or he's acting like an ass. I mean, he just kind of had too much to drink, put his head down, and went to sleep. Didn't bother anybody. Nobody thought, oh, my God, this is disgusting. He wasn't, like, you know, peeing or shitting himself for nothing. But um, he just kind of passed out at the bar. So I talked to him a little here and there, but his wife, sit there and she was just you could just see she was just like I don't know what to do and we made her feel like just nothing don't worry about it he's not bothering nobody so sit relax and be cool and thus began a friendship we would later that year we would later that year find or as time would go on uh, we would find out that later that year, our, our two teams had to play each other. He was a Bills fan. I was a Bengals fan. And they would beat us, of course, that year. But it, it was a, it was a, it was a good game. Like it was a it was a close game. Um. And and then that sort of brotherhood was built from that as well. These two teams have had a connection for the last few years. And then we get to the other night. And it's um it's unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean, I'm I'm not the only one. There's no way on earth. I'm not the only one that saw that hit. And I even got up when 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 Higgins is tackled by Hamlin. I done turned my head. I all I, at the moment, I was like, okay, he didn't fumble. That's always what I'm holding my breath for. Right? Isn't that crazy? It's football fans. That's what we're holding our breath for. Because we never think this. You don't think, well, this could be some textbook tackling, textbook play, DeMar Hamlin did nothing out of the ordinary. T. Higgins did nothing out of the ordinary. So as a fan, we're always worried about, okay, is our guy going to fumble? No, he didn't fumble. And I get up and walk away. A minute later, I'm right back in there like, what's happening? What's happening? And they're like, well, well there's a player down. Okay, who is it? You know, and that was about the time they showed the replay the second time. And when you see Demar Hamlin go down this, when I saw the replay, so it's the first time I saw it. The second, and I think maybe last time that ESPN showed it, you kind of got a weird feeling, like, okay. Hopefully, did he just flop or or what the hell just happened? I mean, that's what's going on in your mind. You're, you're, you're hoping that's what it is. 
because I've never seen anything like that. For 36 years, I've watched Bengals football, but not only Bengals football, I've watched NFL football. I've never seen that. That just suddenly just fall down. And as you know, as I know now, that as a minute went by, then two minutes went by, and then three minutes went by, and you've got teams out there on their knees crying, like, you couldn't help but then go, oh, my God. And in my house, just like that stadium, it got quiet. No one knew what to say. No one had anything to say. We, like everybody else in America, like everybody else in that stadium, at Paycor Stadium, but formerly known as Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati, we're waiting for a thumbs up. That's what we're waiting on because that's what we, again, as fans, nothing I said is out of line. Because as fans... We're trained. Our brain's trained. Did we fumble? Okay, no, we didn't fumble. Okay. Boy, he fell down weird. Did he flop? Or These are all normal things. And then we're waiting on the thumbs up. Like, okay, this is just, no, something's wrong. But surely he's going to give us a thumbs up. We didn't get that. We didn't get that. And a 24-year-old man young man, lay on a field, and again, his life would bring together, again, two franchises, two teams, two fan bases. It would again bring them together, and it would create a bond amongst men and women of the likes I have never, ever seen. The problem is, is it's a shame that we have to have something like this happen to create that bond. That's a shame. But we're humans. Okay, we're not perfect. We never will be. But the fact that it takes something like that for us to realize, to, to, to realize, sorry, to realize how precious How short life can be. How fast in an instant. In a split second. That it can change for everyone. This young man. Had played. I believe. The second or third most snaps. For the Buffalo Bills this year. He was a workhorse. Why would you think. A young man like that would not get up from that tackle. Why would we not think, oh, did, did, he, did he just flop trying to get, I mean, why would you not think that? Because we're, there's no way on earth, none of us could have predicted what we saw. It changed it, 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 this will go down as a moment that will change sports forever. I truly believe it's a moment that makes us realize that so many things are greater than stuff we bitch about about one another constantly. It makes us realize that number one, we need to enjoy each other. We need to enjoy this game that we get to watch. And I don't care what anybody says. Yes, athletes are athletes. They do get to play a kid's game. Yes, they're millionaires. All those things are true. 
But I've caught myself a lot lately saying multiple things can be true at once. That can all be true. And it's what they sign up for. It's a violent game. All those things. But the fact of the matter is, is they're human beings. There's a mom sitting by her son right now, not sure if she's ever going to get to speak to him again. There's a coach. There's a teammate. There's a mentor. Sitting there wondering if they're ever going to get the chance to say what maybe they didn't say to DeMar. There's a friend out there that's probably wondering, man, why didn't I tell him I loved him? They are human beings. They are people just like we are. And we have got to stop thinking as, as, as athletes as anything but that. Well, because of the money they make and what they get paid and what they do. Oh my God, they work one day a week. No, no, that's not the case. And I get it. I get it. Look, firemen, police officers, crane operators, uh, 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 you, you name it. You just, just keep naming. There are people, the pipe fitters, welders, there are people out there that do ass busting day to day to support their family and what they have to do. Yes. It brings me to another point in a minute. But the fact is, is that these men are people too. They get up. They're unsure of themselves. They don't feel like going to work. They don't feel like putting the work in. They feel like they can never get ahead. They feel like they, they just sometimes feel like failures. They feel like they're, they're not being noticed. They feel like they, they, they have insecurities. They have mental health issues. They have demons inside of them just as we do. And we've got to stop looking at these people as anything other than people. Other than people that put in the fucking work and did what it took to make it to achieve their goals. That's what they did. That's what they did and we didn't. I've always said accountability to me is everything. 99.9% of my life, I made the bet on. I can't blame anyone else. You know why I'm not in the NFL? Number one is I'm not tall enough. Number two is because I didn't put in the work to get there. Nobody, nobody needs to walk around blaming other people for what they didn't accomplish and then looking at these athletes as how dare them. You know what? I still stand where I stand politically on things. That never changes. But what it does change is that they're human beings. We're human beings. We are literally God's children. That's what we are. We are the same. They busted their ass to get to where they are. They worked hard to get to where they are. They made sacrifices to get to where they are. We don't need to undermine that because we don't like the situation we're in. So then we talk about them like they're bums. We talk about them like they're literally our fantasy roster. You know, how dare this piece of... This transcends anything that we could have ever imagined. And what's left today? We don't know. We don't know DeMar's outcome. I don't know how long it'll be before we do. But I know I saw men and women, of course, but as far as the players go, I saw men literally in tears because on a field a man quit breathing and had to be brought back to life 
in 2010, I had an accident. I fell, landed. I remember to this day, I remember hitting the ground and taking this deep breath. This, <gasps> and then I don't remember being taken to the hospital. I don't remember going into the ER. I don't remember any of that. I do know what I saw. I do know what I experienced. I do know on two different occasions that I was working my way through a crowd and a woman was working her way through that crowd and that woman was my grandmother who stopped me and I saw her and all I could think to do was I want to, oh my God, there's great. I want to, I want to get to her. Like this is the woman that made me a Bengals fan. I need to get to her. But I couldn't. And then I started going back the other way. And then again, it happened. And even then, even then, immediately following, when I get out of the hospital months later, I'm still questioning my faith. I'm still questioning why did this happen and why did that happen? What what I experienced was not a dream. I'm telling you, it was not a dream. I know exactly what happened to me. I know exactly what occurred. I know exactly what I saw. I've had dreams. And I've had dreams that seemed real. This was neither. It wasn't a dream and it didn't seem real. It was real. I don't know how. I mean, I don't even know how. I don't, I don't even know how we, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to say about football. You know, I do agree. I do. When a uh, when a police officer dies, we should all stop and mourn that. But that's what this does. See, to me, it, it doesn't make me go, oh, well, we don't do this for a police officer. We don't do this for a fireman. We don't do this because we, number one, we know those men and women who are the bravest of the brave put their life on the line. They signed up to do that. Now, it doesn't take away from how amazing they are, and it doesn't take away from the fact that we need to acknowledge it more. We do. But to me, that's what Damar Hamlin's situation the other night that's what it did for me it made me realize that we need to stop and remember everybody of all walks of life who face things like this and lose their lives from police officers to firemen to mailmen to truck drivers to farmers to football players, to basketball players, to baseball players, it doesn't matter. We need to stop and be more mindful of the fact that somebody somewhere is dealing with something that we have no clue of the pain and suffering they're going through. So how can we do that? Well, we're not going to know if every police officer, every truck driver, every fireman. We're not going to know of everyone that dies. And that's sad. But what we can do is it makes no difference where, whether politically we agree, we don't agree. Whether you think you got the best quarterback or I think I got the best quarterback or you think you're better looking or I'm better looking or what, none of that shit matters. What matters is that we take it upon ourselves to be the example. Every movement in the history of movements all started with one person. 
one person, you, me, we can start this movement. And that movement needs to be, we need to set reminders for ourselves that no matter what, no matter what is going on in our lives, no matter what we disagree with, no matter whether you voted for Biden or Trump or this guy or that guy or who you're voting for, who you support, stop. Stop. Those things are important. But they do not transcend life. They do not transcend breath. They don't transcend heartbeat. And I think every one of us are guilty at times of believing they do, of thinking that this is the, I mean, this is the most important thing on earth. And while our morals, our values, things that are happening in the world are very, very important. Yes. No doubt. We've got to be able to remember that not everybody that thinks differently from us is a fucking enemy. That's not the case. I'm talking to liberals, conservatives, Democrats, Republicans. It doesn't matter. We're not all fucking enemies. That's the first thing we need to do. Is remember, uh uh-uh. Would I really want to see you dead laying on the ground? No. No, I don't. And if you do me, I'll pray for you. That's all I can do. I've used the F word like four times in this episode, and I'm trying hard not to do that because I am. I sit right here, right now as I sit here with a Bible to the right of me. And I sit here and I think about all I've been through and how it took me months after my accident, months to realize, holy moly, the God that I have questioned, that I've denounced at times, is trying to get my attention. And I'm too busy thinking I know better and that I'm some of some fucking importance in this world that what I think or what I care, or what I, that all that matters. When I don't realize the most important thing that I can do for my family, for my circle, is faith. Faith makes your your circle stronger and I don't care if your faith is in God or your faith is in, in, in I'm not joking or your faith is if your faith is in yoga or just or, or just uh, um, uh, you go and 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 you go off somewhere and and you meditate and you just think of earth and the tree it doesn't matter what doesn't matter then that is that's your spiritualness. And who am I to ever say that's wrong? Who are you to ever say mine's wrong? We, we, don't, we don't need to do that. But what we need to do is realize that no matter what, there are DeMar Hamlins in every walk of life. And sometimes... It's so unfortunate, but it takes a tragedy on a large scale for us to realize that we need to focus on a smaller scale before tragedy strikes there. We can do all of these things. We can watch out for police officers, firemen, men, public servants, that die in our communities. We can honor them. We can stand up and we can honor the athletes or celebrities like DeMar Hamlin, like this young man that busted his ass to get to where he is. And that we can appreciate and understand he is in a, he is in a class 
of less than 1% of people. It takes talent. It takes hard work. It takes dedication of the utmost explanations to make it to the NFL. Man, I can't imagine what his parents, his teammates, even his opponents in the in the Bengals uh, organization, I can't imagine what goes through them. When you wake up one day and you're excited, you're focused, you play a kid's game, yes, but you do it at a level and you do it in front of 80,000 people in stadium, millions on TV. And you've worked your ass off for the world to know that you're the best at this position or that position. And you're following along, doing your job. And something that happens hundreds of times a game, a textbook tackle, takes your life. We do. There's room for improvement for how we look at soldiers, police officers, uh, firemen, again, all those professions. There is. We've got to improve there too. But right now, we need to all use this man Use the fact that God put him here and use the fact that the other night this man's life ended on a field. Yes, he did get a pulse and he is breathing on his own, but the fact of the matter is he died on that field. And he had busted his ass to get to where he was. There are men and women out there that do that for a living that don't need to see that. They don't want to see that. It's just as important to them as the public servants in our community are to us. Not because they're more valuable, but because they spend time with each other. They're family. And because the fact of the matter is, they're human beings. We could learn something from this. And I think what we need to learn is that life is too short to constantly be bickering and bitching. And I think disagreements are good. I think that's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we become better people, by listening to each other. But we don't do that. We, we, we say what we want to say, and then when somebody says something different, we just, we know that what we're saying is better, or what, what we heard is better, or what, or, or what our side does is better. Are we going to continue to be that hard-headed as to not be able to say, hey, how about we agree to disagree? Let's stop. Agree to disagree. Let's have a beer. Let's have a diet root beer, whatever we do. And let's let's regroup at this conversation a week from now, two weeks from now, whenever it comes back up. Let's not hate each other over it. I'm telling you, there's nothing I want more right now than to see the men that I saw the other night in tears get good news that their brother or for Bengals players, their opponent, is going to pull through and make a full recovery. Nothing I want more than that right now. Because I saw a side of those men, and again, women that are with the staff, etc. I saw a side of them that we do not get to see a lot. The human side. They are to each other as we are 
to our fellow electricians and plumbers and crane operators and riggers and 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 mailmen and police officers and firemen. They're brothers. They're doing a job that yes, they get paid highly to do. But guys, remember this. They busted their ass to get there. They sacrificed a lot to get there. They are human beings. And they deserve, they deserve life. They deserve the respect. They deserve our prayers and our thoughts. Because just like us, they have a mom. Just like us, they have a brother. Just like us, they have a sister. They have a child. We got to get out of our own little bubble. Yes, your family and your well-being is the most important thing. You're right. You're exactly right. But it is okay every now and then to look around and go, okay, at this moment, my family is sitting here with me. They're safe. And they're watching this unfold with me. And as the leader of the family, I can set an example. And that is, a little bit of love goes a long fucking way. I promise you, I will do everything in my power. Everything in my power. To be the person to not only say those words, but to live by those words. I will do for others. I will bust my ass. I have always done it, and I'm going to continue to do it. And I'm telling you, I will not... I believe it was a Garth Brooks song. And the the, the words... Um, um, I, I'm trying to find the words, um, but I believe it was a Garth Brooks song where, where he says that this world will not change me. I, um. I don't do this so I don't do this so I'll change the world. I do this so the world knows that it will not change me. That is how we need to live every day of our life. And and the, the, the chorus goes, I hear them saying you'll never change things and no matter what you do, it's still the same thing. But it's not the world that I am changing. I do this so the world will know that it will not change me. That right there is so fitting to this moment. Doesn't matter if you know Lamar. Doesn't matter if you like football. I mean, Lamar, I'm sorry. Doesn't matter if you know him, you like him, you're a Bills fan, you're not, you don't care. Athletes are overpaid, whatever the case is. This is a human being. And here's a good time to look at your children and remind them that, hey, while dad may not like football and I, I sometimes gripe about him being overpaid, that that man still got a mom. His life has value. And it's more than entertaining us because he has a mom and a brother and a father that love him like I love you. We need to stop being so freaking critical of one another. I promise you I will do my part. I promise you I will. I don't know if you'll do yours, but I promise you I will do mine. I am going to live by that. I am not going to let what happened the other night to this young man go without some kind of positive and the positive for me will be I'm going to quit I don't have to hate people that don't agree with me I don't have to treat them poorly I'm going to give them all the respect I can give them if they don't give it to me I'm, that's that's them. I'll pray for them and I'll walk away. Maybe we could all do that. 
maybe we can find something in this god awful tragedy. Um, Bills fans, Bengals fans, man, y'all keep doing what y'all are doing. You know, people started giving to Demar's charity, and it, this thing has reached. He had this modest goal of like twenty five hundred dollars, and it's reached three and a half million. Well, now, Bills fans started giving to T. Higgins' charity. The receiver that caught the pass, DeMar tackles T. Higgins, and all this happens. You got people, idiots out there in the world like Bart Scott, who kind of implied that maybe this was T. Higgins' fault, you know, because he lowered his helmet. And did. You got another young man that was involved in that hit, the receiver. You know, what is he thinking? Does he think this is my fault? We don't need to say things like, man, people need to just. Everybody's an expert, and I'm not. I don't know. I ain't got a clue. But I know this. Those those men are human beings. And we need to fucking treat them appropriately. We need to treat them like human beings. These men may not ever see their families again, just like we may not. The only difference is, is they make millions. We don't. So we have this thing about, well, well oh God, they may, you know what? They busted their ass to make it. I didn't. They're still human beings. You cut them, they bleed the same. I'm a child of God. I'm a man of faith. I believe those are my brothers of Christ. I I don't want to see it any other way, guys. I, I don't. I, I, I'm tired. I, I, I am. I'm just so fed up with I still will all. I'm going to stand where I stand on things. Okay, nothing. I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna be unwavering in my views about things. But I'm not gonna treat people poorly because of it. Treat me poorly all you want, that's fine, that's up to you. That's on you. I'm not gonna do it. I hope I do, I really, really hope you'll somehow find something in this and agree to do the same. And I've never done this, but I'm going to do it. This one time. Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. We have to do that. Good, bad, right, wrong, indifferent viewpoints about things make no difference. We're still human beings. We could still walk away and go, well, that person was kind of a dumbass. That's fine. That didn't have changed. But standing in front of them, the way you treat them, can be the difference in people taking their lives and people thinking they have no value and people thinking they have no meaning and people thinking, well, I'm, I am, I guess I am a dumbass and go and do something. You, like, imagine that being the last word you said to someone, some a stranger. And then you find out later, you know, that stranger went and took their own life. Like, do, do you want that? I don't want that. I don't want that. Life's too short. It's too valuable. For DeMar Hamlin's sake, guys, let's please, please, let's start being good to one another. Come on, I know we can do it. I, I, I do. I know. I know. I know we can do this. I hope. Uh, I hope somehow you get something out of this, and and. And maybe, just maybe, you agree with me and, I don't know, maybe somehow, some way, we, maybe we just 
start with ourselves. We look in the mirror. We we just we say today we're we're, we're not going to do this anymore. I prayed for Demar Hamlin. I'm going to continue to pray for him. I'm going to pray for his family. I cannot even imagine what his family and teammates are going through. It, it's uh, a human being. It transcends anything else, guys. It's breath. It's life. Transcends anything. I hope. Uh, I hope, if nothing else, you guys know that. Um, that I am sorry about the F words I used. And um, I love you. And I thank you so much for hanging out with me when you do. I just had to get this off my chest. I hope you listen. I hope you share it. I hope you know that no matter what, I don't care how you believe. I don't care how you align. I swear. I love you and respect you. And I will. if you will give it to me, I'll give it to you. I'm going to give it to you anyway, even if you don't. If you give it back to me, man, we can get so much further. If not, then that's okay. I'll pray for you, and I promise I will, and and we'll do what we can do. Um, I love you guys. I really do. Bills Mafia, Hootay Nation, uh, Coach McDermott, Coach Taylor, you guys are all class. It's been, wow, y'all are something. Um. Okay, just like every time when I go, I go in this room for a God, family, country. I've been Kevo, unwavering, toxic masculinity from the dude's den. See you next time. I hear them saying, you'll never change things. And no matter what you do, it's still the same. Yeah.